Welcome back to Unstable and Unbridled. This is Liz. And this is Rachel. I feel like we need a new intro. <laughs> like a song intro? No, no, no. Our song is the best. Like, whenever I listen to other podcasts, I feel like they have this, like, long description of, like, not long, but, like, yeah. this is who I am and what I talk about. <laughs> and we're just like, hi. We have loyal followers, so I don't yeah. think we need that. That's true. They know who we are. <laughs> Mm. Also, I'm going to in advance say excuse me if my voice gets squeaky. We've been horseshoeing in the wind all day. Yeah. And I had an asthma attack. So Rachel and I were just at a Red Pine schooling show today at Golden Gate Equestrian. And we had a whole trailer full of horses. We think we took eight horses. Mm-hmm. And everyone did really well. It was a good day. Yeah, it was a really good day. A lot of fun. Let's see, we started off with Lynn rode Dylan in the eight fives, and she did great. And then she rode Deucebox in the six fives and seven fives. Mm-hmm. And McKenna and her sister Ellery were in the six five and seven fives and were awesome. Then we had Beretta did a point ninety. And then the meters. Mm-hmm. Franklin did the meters. Janie did the meter 05s, and Armani did the meter 10s. Yeah. And everyone did really good rounds. Yeah, overall, very good day. It was fun to watch the jumpers and how intense, like, they make their turns and the jump-offs and are like, oh, we're going to do the inside turn here, we're going to take two strides out of this line, and we're like, <laughs> we're going to go into the corners yeah. <laughs> and go straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like nine strides to approach everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was really windy, so we're, like, wind burned all yeah. everywhere. But it's so nice to get out into the ring and have a little bit of practice without quite so much pressure. Well, and it's fun to go there, too, because it's, like, very... I would say it's, like, relaxed, but also still has that little bit of a show feeling because it's busy, so, like, you don't really know, like, when you're supposed to go. So, it's like, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. Oh, my God, get on. You you need to go in two minutes. So, it's <laughs> yeah. a little, like, ah, ah, like, practicing those show nerves where you're, like, a little unsettled, a little unsure of, like, what is going on. <laughs> and you just go in there and you do it. Yeah. So. And it was super fun for everyone. Yeah. So, that's that's our updates. That's all we have to say since our last update episode. Yeah, so since our whole update pod. Yeah, we figured we'd get you some science. Yes, so we're going to be talking about science. <laughs> science! She blinded me with science? <laughs> uh, so, we're going to... We'll have two podcasts on this topic. So, we have... Uh, non-injectable pain relievers today, and then next time we'll talk about injectable pain medications. Ooh, ah. <laughs> Ooh. ouch. <laughs> um, so the first one is probably one that most people, I think, have heard of. It's Adequan. Adequan is polysulfated glycosaminoglycan. I can't say that. <laughs> P-S-G-A-G or Piscag. Piscag. <laughs> Piscag. Piscag. Uh, so it's utilized by the cartilage matrix of the joint, and it increases the hyaluronic acid concentration in joints. H-A, H-A, H-A. I'm just going to do background <laughs> noises. And the idea is that it helps heal and aid in the long-term articular cartilage in the joints. So that's the cartilage that comes into contact with the joints, helps support the joints, and Adequan 
claims that it can help heal that. And, and basically, you want cartilage in the joints so that it's not bone on bone. Right. For non-science people out there, that's how I would understand <laughs> <Correct>. that. <laughs> and the hy- hyaluronic acid kind of acts as the lubrication for the joints so that the cartilage slides around. And KY, still- KY, KY, KY. <laughs> So how do I give my horse Adequan, Liz? I don't know how to do it. You have to do it. I am. What's that mean? In the muscle. <laughs> In my terms. I am. I am. I am. <laughs> and so... In order to do that, like I would typically administer it in the neck muscle, give five cc's of the Adequan. So it's sold a couple of different ways. You can get it in, I think it's seven little five cc vials, seven different ones, or you can get a big, I think it's a hundred yeah. cc's. I think it's like so. 10 doses or something. Yeah. Um, which like everything else in the world, I think Adequan prices have like skyrocketed. <laughs> but <laughs> so you do that. I am. I do it in the neck. You can do it in any main like big muscle on the horse. They used to. They've changed the dosing a little bit. Well, I think it depends on who you talk to, really. Like anything. In well, the world. according to the package instructions, oh. which I will cite in the show notes, uh, <laughs> they used to recommend five cc's every four days for twenty-eight days as sort of a loading dose. And or burst, as we would call it in human medicine, and then every month thereafter. And now, the way I've always been told as of the last, I don't know, five years probably, now you just do five cc's every four days for 28 days and do that like twice, twice a, year. a year. Every six months. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so that's what the package instructions say. And it is the only FDA-approved piss gag. Piss gag. (laughs) Available. Uh, So it's got some research supporting it. I mean, it's from 1993, so it's a little bit old. Dated, dated, dated. (laughs) (laughs) The study in 1993 showed that it did help reduce swelling and inflammation associated with degenerative joint disease, which improved lameness. It restored synovial lubrication that facilitates the movement in the joints and reduces local inflammation. It repairs cartilage and rapidly aids in the production of new cartilage. And it reverses the disease cycle that leads to cartilage loss by inhibiting enzymes that attack cartilage and synovial fluid. And that's what I've always heard about it is that not only does it help with the acute pain, but it can help stop the process of joint disease and... Right, so that's where I've always thought, like, if you're going to give your horse a joint supplement, to just give them Adequan. Yes, yes. There are some slight risks associated with it. Not high risk, I would say, but uh, apparently it's an analog of heparin, which is an anticoagulant medication or an anti-clotting medicine. Wait, so when it says it's an analog of heparin, what does that mean? Uh, It means it's sort of in the same family as heparin. Okay. Um, which is an anti-clotting medicine, so it can slightly increase the risk of bleeding. I don't think that's very significant. I've never... Like if a horse just gets a cut? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never personally known a horse who had bleeding problems as a result of Adequan, but I'm sure it's happened, and that's why they list it. And then you can give get infections locally where you inject it, especially if you're not a confident injector, but I think that also is pretty rare. Which is why it's an intramuscular product, because it's hard to mess that up. (laughs) Because you don't inject it right into the joint. Yeah. Um, They did actually, for a while, I found some studies where they were using it into the joint. 
but they don't really do that anymore because apparently there was an association with an increased risk of septic arthritis or infection in the joint. So, no mm. longer. And the cost is about $400 or so for each round of Adequan. So, $800 a year if you're using it as recommended. Yeah. Which is... Would be... Not that much when you think about a monthly supplement that's... Right, or your horse breaking down. Or, yeah. Uh, have you personally had any experience with Adequan? I had Hannah on it for a couple years when she was running prelim and intermediate. Again, I wouldn't say it was like, oh, I noticed a huge difference. I think the biggest things I would notice a difference in would be like joint injections, like mm-hmm. hocks and stifles. Yeah. I also tried it many years ago... I didn't notice really much of a difference with Magic, but I will say he was fairly young at the time, maybe nine years old, so he might not have had true joint pathology. I didn't do x-rays, so I don't know for sure. I think it's at least one of the medicines on the market that has good research behind it, so even if it's not, you're not like, you don't have to like feel it kind of to know that it's probably working. I don't know. I think it's probably similar to taking Tylenol. I don't know if it makes a huge difference, but I don't think it really hurts, especially if your horse has DJD, but... I don't know anything. <laughs> Living on a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of in the same family as Adequan is Legends. John Legend? <laughs> yes. He's famous for his horse love. <laughs> so, this Legend is an IV solution of hyaluronic acid that's given once monthly after the initial loading dose of... One dose per week for three weeks. And one study in 1997 found that horses who were given, um, or who had OCD fragments, and then they had surgery to remove that lesion, and then hyaluronic acid or legin injected in did have clinical improvement in their lameness, decreased production and release of inflammatory mediators, Considering it's injected into the blood, one study showed that the concentration in the blood was undetectable after three hours. So it's hard to imagine that a product that's undetectable after three hours can make a significant difference. Yeah, that's in kind of joints. Right. Long term, especially. Yeah. The benefits of Legend are that it's easy to administer <laughs> and it is systemically distributed throughout the whole body system. What about <laughs> risks? Uh, it's pretty low risk. The intra-arterial injection is a low risk thing. I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's one of the only risks. Oh. <laughs> is that if you inject it into the artery, I don't know what happens, but a lot of meds that go into the vein, if you accidentally put them in the artery, it doesn't go very well. Well, is that like what happens when they freak out and have a seizure? Mm-hmm. That's like best kind of case scenario. Yeah, I think so. And then as far as cost goes, it's about four to five hundred dollars to load, and then a hundred dollars per month thereafter. So it's definitely more expensive than Adequan, I would say. But yeah. Not significantly more relative to the other things we spend money on for our horses. Right. Another form of an injectable is polyglycan, and that is designed to replace lost or damaged synovial fluid, and it is not generic Adequan. Yeah, there was a rumor going around when Adequan was not available, they had some sort of supplier problem, 
this was maybe 10 years ago, that polyglycan was the same or generic Adequan. And Adequan is very clear on all their ads that there is no generic Adequan. Yes, there so. is one yeah. Adequan. So polyglycan is interesting because it's intended for injection straight into the joint. So basically after they do surgery in a joint, they'll lavage or kind of clean out the joint with polyglycan. Uh, but some vets will use it off-label as an IV product. Yeah, definitely. I've used it before. Yeah, I have too, actually. Yeah. Um, and as far as the dosing goes, I think it's very similar to Legend, right? Yeah. It's like a couple loading doses in yeah. a row and then maintenance thereafter. Right, and this it has significant improvement in inflammation and um, the amount of synovial fluid. When, when it's, it's used in the joints. Intra-articularly. And there's not, that's what you were saying, like, there's not really been any studies with it IV, but some vets will recommend it. Yeah. As far as risks go, you can get septic arthritis or infection into the actual joint um, from injecting, you know, anytime you introduce a needle into a joint, you risk that. And then allergic reactions seem to be more common with this than some other medications, but... It's a lot cheaper than Adequan. It's yeah. It's only $90 a dose, so it's... Inject, inject, cheap. inject. What was your <laughs> experience with polyglycan? Do you feel like it helped? I, again, didn't notice a huge difference. Yeah, me either, actually. <laughs> well. I don't think it hurt, but I don't think it really helped. Do humans take injectable stuff like that, too? Humans... Like, typically just inject things directly into the joint or they take oral medications because our stomachs are much better designed to absorb oral medicines mm -hmm. than horses are. So, so we could take oral Adequan basically. Yes. <laughs> and it's like actually works. Uh, I don't know actually how well it works, but we do inject <laughs> products like Adequan into joints that work pretty well. Hmm. But interesting. So then another, Topical. Topical one. It would be Surpass, which is diclofenac. I think Diclofenac. Diclofenac sodium cream, which is an FDA-approved NSAID, and people have it, and it's called Volterin. Oh, yes. Volterin gel. Volterin. <clears throat> and that you apply directly to the squid. The squin. <laughs> the squin. <laughs> you apply it directly to the skin twice daily. And in a study by the University of Colorado in 2008, again, pretty dated. And, and only used in 24 horses. Yeah, which is honestly the problem with veterinary medicine in general is their sample sizes are so small, it's really hard to say for sure something works. But we they also have ethical problems because the horses can't truly consent to research so it's tricky that way but anyways that's a whole other thing whole other discussion uh so in their study they used 24 horses a third of the horses were treated with surpass a third were given oral butte and a third were just untreated and then they were given treadmill exercise five days a week they got lameness exams, x-rays, MRIs, and synovial fluid testing over the course of 10 weeks. And they found that both Surpass and Butte decreased the lameness, but only Surpass showed improvement in the joints on MRI. They had less bone sclerosis, which are sort of bony changes. 
decreased cartilage erosion, and increased levels of a key component of cartilage. So, Surpass won their study of 24 horses. Woo! Go Surpass! <laughs> you surpassed everything! Yeah. Hey! <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Benefits. It is... The benefits are that it's local, it has a decreased risk of systemic effects like NSAIDs cause bleeding, ulcers, etc. <laughs> That's it. Risks? <laughs> you do the risks. And there's local allergic reactions to it. You know, it can irritate the skin. And the cost is about $70 a tube. And you can be pretty sparing with it. You don't really have to gob it on. It's well, they have, like, the measurements on the yeah. thing that's, like, use a inch-long ribbon. Yeah. And then rub for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, that's a good one to try. I personally have not used it really on my horses, but I have used Voltaren gel on my body, and it seemed to help. I haven't really had a lot of experience with it. Yeah. Again, another thing that I don't think really hurts. I'm not sure how much it actually helps, but according to this massive study of 24 horses, it helps. Yeah. All those horses. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Moving on. We had next have an oral NSAID, which is Equiox, and that is also FDA approved, which I think a lot of people would are familiar with it as Prevacox before they came out with the equine version mm-hmm. of it, and it's Equiox. Which phones like to correct to Equinox, (laughs) (laughs) which is not the same. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it's in, so it's an NSAID, same family as ibuprofen, butte, aspirin. What's interesting or exciting about Equiox is it's a COX-2 inhibitor. So you have two different receptors in your body, COX-1 and COX-2, that kind of regulate pain and medicines like aspirin or bute are not specific. They hit both of them, but Equiox specifically targets the COX-2 receptor. And what that does is it helps inhibit prostaglandins, and those are chemicals in your body that cause pain and inflammation. Prostaglandins. Prostaglandins. So like I said, the previous NSAIDs on the market were inhibited both COX-1 and COX-2, And that can inhibit blood flow to the kidneys and gastric mucosal protection against ulcers. So Equiox is felt to be quite a bit safer than a lot of the other medications that fall in the NSAID family. Yeah, like if you have to be on it long term, it's the one to go to instead of giving butte all the time. Right. Although technically the dosing is only up to 14 days. Right. And I will, like, if the vet's prescribe a horse to it they say you should go off it for a time period because according to the package insert animals did show toxicity when it was used for greater for 30 days or more at the recommended dosing so you should take a little break from it honestly i've had horses on it for years and they do fine they're doing okay yeah i think it depends on the horse too if i had a super ulcery type of horse i maybe wouldn't go crazy with it but you got a good solid tummy i think it's probably lower risk and you can use it 12 hours before competing yeah um some increased risks are gastric ulcers like with any NSAID, slight increased risk of bleeding and then allergic reactions just like with any oral medication and the benefits are that it improves 
the pain. <laughs> I do feel like people or horses that I've known that went on Equiox, it did make a difference. Huge difference, yeah. I think. Um, it's also fairly cheap, which is nice. It's about $30 per month for the tablets. The paste is a lot more expensive, $7 a dose. I've never used the paste. I haven't either. I think that's how it was originally released as Yeah, paste. actually, I, yeah, that does sound familiar. And that's why people were using Prevacox. Right. Yeah. But now there's a pill, so you don't have to use the paste. Well, that's great. <laughs> then we have which, let's see, we got Butte. Everyone knows what Butte is. Butte. A Butte is a Butte. <laughs> Butte is butte. Butte. It's a butte. <laughs> fennel, fennel, butte, butazone? Yep. Fennel butazone. And that's an NSAID, and it can be given IV or orally via powder or paste or tablet. And it's a total COX inhibitor. So unlike Equiox, it inhibits COX-1 as well as COX-2. Um, and so it's more prone to damage the kidneys or to cause gastric ulcers in general. So obviously the risks, kidney damage, ulcers, and one study I found showed that they can suppress, it can suppress bone marrow, which I've never heard of personally of that happening, but you know, I'm sure it happened to one horse in their research. So they have to report it. How do they even test that? Like, I mean, I'm guessing they probably just had less mature cells coming out from their bone marrow and their blood work. Because hmm. that's how you know if you have, like, a bone marrow cancer. cancer yeah. yeah, it's goofy blood work, but... Huh. And then some recent research has found that butte can slow the production of joint cartilage and delay bone healing. And it can also interfere with thyroid function, which it's interesting because we, we don't want to slow down the production of joint cartilage right ever yeah so <laughs> or not heal our bones <laughs> which i will say most vets i know practice in such a way that they don't recommend butte for really any longer than necessary i would say most vets are not like oh just use butte indefinitely they, right they try to get the horses off it pretty much as soon as possible so. right like i feel like even if it's like aggressive it's like two grams twice a day for five days yeah like <laughs> It's not usually that long. No. And then last but not least, our old friend aspirin. Who and knew? that I don't think I've ever used actually in a horse. I have. Really? Yeah. So that's an NSAID used to relieve pain, reduce fevers, and treat clotting problems. It's the OG anti-inflammatory. OG? It's gangster's paradise. That's right. <laughs> Gangsters were all messed up on aspirin. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> all they took was aspirin. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. It has a short duration of pain relief and should only be given one to two days. But it is over the counter, which is nice. A lot. All these other medicines basically are prescription medications. And so, like with a horse aspirin, do you just go buy like a? bottle of it? Or? You can buy it at Smart Pack. That's like specifically powder or you can just buy over-the-counter aspirin and smash it in a pill thingy and how mix much, it with water. Like human aspirin? Yeah. How much do you get? 10 grams, which is a lot. Per any size horse? Um. Well, I think it's supposed to be it's like a weight-based Like 10 grams to 1,000 pounds yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's weight-based. It's huge. I mean, the average 
dose of aspirin for a person is about 325 milligrams. So you would have to give them like 15 tablets ground up. So it's not easy, but it works well if you don't have other stuff on hand and it's cheap as dirt. Cheap, cheap. That's what it says in our notes. Cheep, 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 cheep. <laughs> well, we woke up chop. Chop, cheap, chip chop. Sorry, chip chop. Cheap chop. <laughs> so we were going to try to talk about the rules with FEI and USCA about using these medications, and both of us got confused. Doesn't make sense. So, yeah. Which we're, is not a good sign. We're not going to quote it. We're not going to read it. We're not going to do anything. Look it up online for yourself. Email USF, USDA, FBI, whoever you need to email. Talk to your ground jury, president of the ground jury. Talk to the TD. If you're going to use anything, it's always better to ask than to just assume. Yes. I, and I will say the vets at the shows usually know these rules, too. Because the, when I took Armani to Otter Creek that one time and he needed dexamethasone, <laughs> the yeah. vet like, knew right away exactly how much he could have and stuff. So. Yeah. Good to know. Um, and then we've just got one other medicine to talk about, which I don't know. It's called Butless. It's I've never used it. Absorbing. It's an herbal supplement or medicine, yeah. I guess. Um, but it is not USEF legal. Yeah. yeah. So there are some ingredients that are prohibited by USEF. Um, it has natural ingredients like devil's claw, vitamin B12, and yucca. Yuck. Yucca. Mr. Ick. <laughs> Supposed to help be gentle on the stomach, unlike the NSAIDs. Um, and relieves I, discomfort. Yeah. I've never used it before. Me either. I will say, too, I mean, I don't know if there's any research to support this, but I do think it's probably a good idea if you're going to be giving any sort of NSAID, like Butte, for any length of time to probably also give them Ulcer Guard. That's just my personal thought. Yeah, and I think, too, like, especially with Butte, I feel like if the vets do recommend it for a little bit longer, they will also say, like, yeah. give this with ulcer guard or gastro guard. Yeah. So those are pain medications or common pain medicines for horses. I'm sure there's others out there that we didn't talk about, but I would say those are the most common ones that we see in the eventing world anyway. And they all work some. I'll post the links in the show notes for the research that we have and which studies we cited. Yeah. So you can check our sources if you want. <laughs> Should we move on to saddle sores? Yeah, it's about time for a saddle sore. It's a so my saddle sore this week is... Having the wrong saddle pad with, like, the wrong type of saddle. So, like, having a dressage cut, like, square pad mm-hmm. with a jump saddle or a jump pad with a dressage saddle. Yes. I just think it's kind of weird and, like... I agree. It just it doesn't just, look right. It just doesn't look right. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that. And it's, like, a pretty easy fix. Right. I don't know why you would use the wrong pad unless you had no other choice. Well, and, yeah, so I guess I would say more so in a show setting. Yeah. Like, okay, fine, you have one pad at the barn, and you just throw it on your horse one time. But not, like, all the time either. Even all-purpose pads, though, are crazy. Yeah. Because they're not really cut dressage or jumper, so they're just not right. (laughs) I mean, I think you just need to have two saddle pads. 
a jump in a dressage. Yes, I agree. At least two saddles. At least. <laughs> and if you only have two, then wash them regularly. Yeah, please wash them. <laughs> What's your sore? Mine is, so we had so much fun at the Red Pines show, and this is not a reflection of the specific place we were at because they did a great job, well-run show. But jumper shows are absolute mayhem. Well, and I feel like, especially for us, like we're so used to like an order of go and... You, you know, like, the division order, which, like, you do here, but then they, like, have these rotations, so, which is helpful, actually. So you get in a certain rotation, and usually within, like, the actual level, there's two or three classes. So, like, let's say in your rotation there's six riders. So, like, you go in order, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, and, like, you just rotate through those six riders to do your three classes. But... I would just love to see an estimate of when the height changes will happen. Right. Rough estimate. Doesn't have to be super close. Well, like, and without always having to annoy the in-gate person. Right. Or just a, a, this is a suggestion, maybe just a whiteboard next to the in-gate with the rotations and where they are. And just cross people off as they right. go. Because I feel like I go up to the in-gate person Every, ten times a I show know. being like, how many people are left? Yeah. When am I going to go? Right. Or you get there and they're like, are you ready to go in? You're like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just mayhem for me. And I, I do appreciate that about events that you have a, for the most part, a set order of go. Right. And that, like what I've always been told with the hunter jumper stuff is it's because the trainers have to be able to get to the ring. So at like some of the bigger shows where there's like 10 different rings, they will literally like hold a ring for an hour until the person's trainer can get there and warm them up. It's kind of wild. Which I think is insane. It is like, insane. Especially, especially I feel like, at the lower levels. Right. If you can't get it together to do a, a little course class. without yeah. your trainer, you maybe shouldn't be at a show to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Just a thought. But that could also be why the hunter-jumper industry has better business than the eventing industry. <laughs> that could be. That could be. But, yeah. It's... it. Causes me some chaos. Yeah. And then, I mean, uh, we don't usually like to get political, especially me. Ma- Rachel maybe does more than me. <laughs> <laughs> but if anyone needs to go camping in Minnesota, we have great recommendations of places to go and are more than willing to help you go camping if you need to go camping. Yeah. I have a beautiful campsite in my backyard. <laughs> I know a lot about camping, so I'm happy to provide information. Yeah. So, on that note, we will... Sign off. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.